You are now listening to the Skin Talk Podcast with Lo and Faith. Two solo estheticians come together for a fun and knowledgeable sit down about skincare and business, all while juggling the life of motherhood and entrepreneurship. Join us every Monday and get ready to learn a little and laugh a lot. All right, guys, welcome back to another week with Skin Talk with Lo and Faith. I'm your host, Lo. And I'm Faith. And we're here this week to talk about something super exciting. Last week, we got to talk about aesthetic conferences and some that we wanted to attend and even just others that were around and the differences. So if you have interest in that, make sure to listen to our previous episode. Today, we're talking a little bit more medical, and we're talking about knowing your ABCs. And if you don't know what I mean by that, we are talking about identifying skin cancer um, with your clients in your practice. So a lot of times when we, we are the first people who see our client's skin, like maybe they're not seeing it a dermatologist and maybe they've never even inquired about certain things like like that. So we have a really unique opportunity that can be very impactful to point out any abnormalities on their skin and possibly be able to even like save their lives potentially. So of course we can diagnose and there's a couple things I want to say like before we dive in, but that's talking about it and I'm excited about it. Um so yeah, this is definitely your um realm, especially working in the dermatology office. Um so I will be learning a little bit today with y'all from low yeah I'm really excited you guys working with dermatologists this is like a dream job of mine and I have a unique opportunity to work with two and an amazing physician's assistant and get to see a lot of um, skin cancer treatments every day so of course when we're in school they teach us this like as estheticians and if you read any um literature it may be mentioned especially in the summertime because like I said although we're estheticians and we cannot diagnose we are able to see our client's skin in a unique way often monthly where they might not even be seeing their dermatologist that often so before we get started I did want to say that as estheticians we can never ever diagnose a client we can never tell our client that they have cancer and personally I don't even tell them I and I, you shouldn't probably legally say, I think you have cancer. So these are not things that you should say. And we're going to talk in the episode about how you would maybe present an abnormality on your client's skin to them without causing too much alarm and without leaving your scope of practice. And, and referring um, out. And referring out. Exactly. Have you ever, like before I get started, have you ever felt like you saw something abnormal on a client's skin faith and maybe needed to tell them to go get a skin check? Um, I have referred out, but when it comes to skin cancer specifically, no, I have never seen anything that was like alarming. But I have had right. conditions that people are dealing with that are still outside of my scope, but nothing yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, is, it, you said what? I said it, it is rare to come across. Yeah, for have- sure. But I think that if we, if we can, after going over this and as estheticians, if we just are a little bit more um, vigilant, we, we can identify some things because actually skin cancer is the most common type of cancer mm-hmm. um, that people deal with. 
and we can and, be and... that first step to help somebody uh, become aware of something. Yeah, we can we can be the first step because we might notice something before it gets oozy and crusty and can mis- metastasize into other areas of the body, um, which this could happen. So when we're looking for skin cancer, doctors are treating, the goal is to catch it before it starts to spread to other areas um, and before it becomes extremely life-threatening and terminal. So before we talk about how to identify, I wanted to just talk about some skin um, facts and I put them in a little note face. So if you want to chime in some facts or you know anything too, you can feel free to tell some facts too. I do just want to say, um, going off of what you were saying, it is common and we do like to catch things before they become more serious. Um, and I think with that also comes um, a personal responsibility to advocate for yourself um, because there are um, many times that this can happen um, where doctors or, or whoever is your provider may overlook something or just push it off and say, oh, I think that's just, you know, we'll just see how it goes. We'll just see if it goes away. Well, you know, a lot of, you know, I think we're becoming more aware of things and I do love um, providers that are like really diligent about scoping something out and making sure that it's not something more serious first but there are providers that will go to just writing it off first and see what happens and that happens in like other realms of um, medical problems too but just it's important to be your own advocate for sure and it's important to see a specialist because you know your primary care provider isn't probably doing at least mine doesn't when I get my annual physical they're not doing a full body skin check so when you're going to your dermatologist that's a great point Faith like seeing a dermatologist they are skin specialists Mm -hmm. so when you go to them for your annual physical you're undressing and they're checking every lesion and oftentimes you're getting biopsies to ensure that it is not cancer yeah so anytime that there's something that looks like that make sure you're going to a specialist just like when you have concerns about your skin so you see an esthetician because we're skin specialists you're going to want to specifically see your dermatologist because they're going to going to be able to um identify in a deeper way these lesions and at least that for a dermatology um we're obviously not biopsying things that don't need to be biopsied but we're biopsying anything um, that looks sketchy and we're running it and we're ensuring that it is you know what it is and um, you know reporting that back to the patient so definitely make sure you're seeing the experts in skincare um, for your concerns for sure and doing your self-exams are important now in regards to the skincare facts I wanted to go over before we started in the identification part of the episode I just wanted to mention oh actually we'll cut this part off I'm sorry Faith but did we get the part where I again was just like we cannot um we cannot diagnose we can't say they have cancer we can't say we think they have cancer no we just said that in the in the beginning it literally okay, cut off after you were like perfect. see right. see the expert yeah Okay, great. I'll dive I'll dive right back in then. Okay. All right. So before we get into the identification part of the episode, I wanted to review a couple statistics that I did find on the American Academy of Dermatology website. Um, so these are updated facts in regards to skin cancer. And of course, like we said before, skin cancer is the most common type 
of cancer. And melanoma is the um, most dangerous and deadly form of that cancer. And so that's what we really want to make sure we're catching beforehand. While um, usually women actually are more likely to be diagnosed with melanoma before they're in their 50s. Actually, after 50s, it's a higher chance than men. So statistically, they said that one in 27 men and one in 40 women in their lifetime will have melanoma. So that's like really high, right? That's that's not a lot um, of gap in between. Like one in 40, those are low numbers. One in yeah. 27, like that's a super high chance of getting it. It's not like one in 1,000. So this is something that is important, not only for us to identify, but this is why drilling into our patients, use sun protection, wear your sunscreen, wear your hats, drop the tanning beds, get out of the sun, laying and sunbathing for hours on end and protect yourself is so important. You guys can get melanoma under your nails, on your eyelids at for dermatology we uh, Dr. Aldaba is a most specialist and we've seen it all over the body we've seen it in young people and old people so it's very important to do that and then the last one that I'm super passionate that I wanted to bring up is um the fact that skin cancer can happen in anyone regardless of color you guys this is a big one i'm super passionate about this being mixed and biracial um and knowing the high percentage and i'm sure faith you can agree of hispanics blacks even asians and like islanders who come and they say oh we don't need sunscreen because we don't burn or because we're not white and that is such a large misconception do you get that a lot faith yeah you definitely I think it's just a upbringing thing and like a cycle of just generational like oh uh, misconception of yeah. we don't need it um but honestly the amount of sun damage that I see in different ethnicities is so much higher and that just tells me that that is such a misconception that we don't need that we don't burn but like burning is not the concern here burning like, is not the concern that's what i tell them it's not about that it's about what's happening to your skin yeah you know even it's driving crazy. like it's not about just baking out in the sun like yeah it's walking your dog it's driving every day it's out, yeah, working outside it's playing with your kids outside like everything yeah. it's sitting by a window exactly and it's so serious. And like I said before, fingernails, eyelids, everything. So, and and also, um, people of non-white ethnicities are have higher risk of getting it in areas that are not usually exposed to the sun or under their nails, in their mouth. So, this is really important to remember. And so, the last thing I really just wanted to say was that usually skin cancer patients with darker skin tones, they are diagnosed in the later stages in their life, in the later stages of the cancer, really. And it's more difficult to treat at that point. You're less likely to survive your melanoma um, diagnosis because it's been caught in later stages. And actually 21% of melanoma cases in African American patients are diagnosed when it has spread into the lymph into nearby lymph nodes. And 16% um, are diagnosed when it has spread to distant lymph nodes and other organs. 
So this is a high percentage of people who are getting diagnosed with terminal cancer due to lack of knowledge. So not only do I want you guys to take how to identify these cancers, it is important to discuss sun protection and getting yearly skin checks with your clients no matter what, whether you see something that seems risky or not. If I have a patient that says they've never had a skin check, I always tell them go. They're going to say why and you're going to tell them because it's just as important as your annual physical. It's just as important as getting a mammogram and your pap smears and all those other exams that you need to get. So um, what are your ABCs? What what does that look like? You identifying these potentially cancerous lesions. Um, of course, since we're non-medical professionals, we like I said before, we don't diagnose anyone with any medical conditions, whether it's cancer or anything else. Um, but we do have that unique opportunity to bring these things up, educate them, and get them referred out. So the things to look for, it's not just the ABCs, but it also includes the Ds and the Es. Um, and Faith, you can talk about some of these too if you want, because I know that we learned about them in school. Yeah. Um, but the first one to look for is A, and that is asymmetry, um, which is pretty self-explanatory. When you look at something, you can tell if it's symmetrical or not. You can pretend to cross a little line through the side and do both sides look the same. And if they don't, then that's an asymmetrical mole or lesion. And that's like one of your first red flags to look for. Um, your next little red flag to look for is going to be a border around um, of the mole. So with non-cancerous moles, you know, aka maybe even like a beauty mark or something, you'll see that it's smooth. There's not many irregularities, but moles that are malignant, which also means cancerous, are going to be uneven. And imagine like what I like to think of, you can think of them like having scalloped edges, but like, I like to think of like a little pie crust and you know how the edges are kind of like curved and uneven if it looks like a little crusty pie crust edge that is a red flag border if you got a pizza mole you get to check right right um you need to check that out and um even like the texture of that border and the mole in general um and that's b so we got our a's and our b's and our c is color um, so I have moles all over my body and they are non-cancerous little beauty marks. They're just brown moles. I've had them checked and they're fine. And those, you know, a lot of people have moles and, um, that's completely normal. But when you want to look at the color, they might change throughout the mole. It might almost be like an ombre look or a spotty look with little browns and little blacks and different things like that. Once there's multiple colors involved, shades of color, spottiness, that is another red flag to look for. And then we have a D. Yeah. For our diameter, which is just basically the size. Um, And so anything that is larger than about a fourth of an inch or about the size of a pencil eraser, you want to get checked out. And especially, there's all, it's kind of those, like, are they checking multiple boxes? Like, are the red flags getting bigger? That's also, like, a big thing to look for. Right, for sure. Like, maybe your patient has a beauty mark, and it's a little bit larger, but it's never changed. 
the color is the same. It doesn't look crusty. Well, maybe they just have, you know, a large beauty mark. But it looks, it's ombre. It's large. It's increased over time. It's, um, you know, it's a little asymmetrical. Now we're starting to get, you know, we're really wanting to refer. So the last one kind of encompasses everything. Um, this is, E stands for evolving. So kind of to piggyback on what we just said about the diameter and um, whether the size of it, as you're checking um, your clients or every time they come in, you can look and say like, has it changed? Has any of the color changed? Has the border changed? Even is there texture? That it does, is it rough? Is it scaly? Does it bleed or ooze or is it an itchy lesion? A lot of these things are going to be direct large indicators of it being, you know, a potentially cancerous lesion that you definitely want to alert your client to. And one of the ways that I like to track this is not only just, you know, looking at them every time. And I'm sure like, if, I'm sure if you do the same thing, I do it. And I'm sure lots of other great estheticians do it is looking back at the photos that you saw them originally yeah. and kind of tracking progress and et cetera. And so that's a good way too, is to see if the moles have changed or evolved over time. Maybe it's not something you noticed right away, but when you're looking at their photos, you're like, oh my gosh, that's totally different. Or this is a new mole that has appeared that wasn't always there, which is something else to bring up to clients. And don't ever steer away from getting something checked because you don't think it's a big deal. Um, because at the end of the day, I'd rather you waste time at an appointment on something that's not hazardous than miss something. Right. And it's probably not a wasted appointment because like we're only looking at your face. What if we talked, we said, uh, alerted you about something on your face. It's completely fine. Nothing's wrong. But then they found something on your shoulder or your thigh. Like you never know. So that goes kind of back on when I, what I said earlier and educating our patients, like even if, and this problem, this is not, this is because I started working with a dermatologist, but I almost as through my side conversation will randomly throw in like, Oh, do you get full body skin exams? <laughs> yeah. That's a <laughs> and good people, people will say like, yes or no. And I'm like, you need one. You can introduce them to the idea because not a lot of people even have that on their radar as like exactly. okay I get my normal checkup at my primary but like are you doing a normal checkup at your dorm are you exactly. doing other things that are preventative care exactly it's so important so we really have a great opportunity we're not healthcare providers but especially like if you do skincare on the more clinical side and you're doing it um, a little bit more whether you're working under like an MD or you're working in a med spa we are almost like the middlemen between beauty and medicine yep. and we can encourage lifestyle changes for our patients not just with coming in for monthly facials and asking how their kids are but is their mental health good is their diet good their lifestyle we can encourage so many different things just overall health for our patients and that's super important um and I love being able to do that personally for for my clients yeah so I think the last thing we'll wrap this up with is how do you alert a client properly? And then we'll finish there. Yeah, for sure. And that's really important, the properly part, because you don't want to like scare the crap out of a patient and make Hey, have you got this checked out? This looks 
that could be cancerous like that's gonna be a no that's that's not how we should do it so personally like for me I like I said earlier I like to whether or not I see something um suspicious and especially if I see something suspicious I'm starting off by just asking do they get regular skin checks because a they could already know that there's a concerned lesion and they could have already gotten it checked maybe they know it's benign or maybe it's an sk or an ak um and they have a trusted dermatologist that they already see um and if they haven't done it then it opens up a door for you to be able to like consult with them and just bring something new to light so once you've kind of figured out whether or not they already know about it whether or not they've seen one many people like i've had clients be like oh my gosh, do you think I have cancer? After you say like, oh, well, no, I was just asking. I do see like a mole right here. Oh, do you think I have cancer? The very first thing that you need to make sure that you tell your clients is like, I am not a doctor. I don't know if this is cancer. I can't say it's cancer. The only thing that I know is that it looks a little suspicious because of X, Y, Z, whatever you might've seen, because I've seen that it's grown over the past couple months because you've, you complained about it being a little itchy and I see it's bleeding. And usually that's not how a mole responds. Um, the most important thing to do is to let them know that you've seen something abnormal. It doesn't hurt to get checked. Never to cover yourself for the safety of you say that you think it is or that it could be. And especially don't say that it is cancer, period. Drill that in your mind. What about you, Faith? Like, what's one way that you either, and specifically, I guess, for skin cancer, but even for other things, like, what's one way you are able to alert your clients and let them know that you see something concerning or you think that somebody else needs to step in at this point? Um, I really think it comes from what I see and what they say, and then maybe piquing the interest of, have you ever... Um, do you have a regular dermatologist? Do you see anybody? Yeah. Do you need a referral for one? I do have like people that I trust highly that I would send you to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most of the time I was, they may not do anything, but when they are coming to you for facial, they may have already like peaked. Oh, I have this weird thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, So typically most people even though they might not act on it, um, will notice something on them. So you can be that middle person of like, hey, yeah, I do see it as well. And like you said, um, it's a good idea to always go get that checked out, anything that you ever see. Or even talking about them like, hey, even if you get this one checked out and it's nothing, if you ever see anything like this, or I can give you more information on what you should look out for or what should be um, signs to go get checked. Um, just like I do with yeah. like my acne clients or anybody that has acne, like having a form to send them can be really helpful too. So like, I'll be like, okay, you say that this is a concern. Like, let me send you these lifestyle effects or let me send you these things to look out for let me send you these things to avoid you can put that over into this realm of hey I have you can save it on file on your phone and just have it to send to people of like yeah their ABCs um to look for um and what are red flags so you right. can just have that to just give them as a handout as well Right. And even for people who are listening to this podcast who aren't estheticians, just like we do self rest exams and other like self exams. Every time I shower. Yeah. 
self-exam your skin. Do you see anything new? Do you feel anything new? Um, you know, what's going on in your personal life? Even as providers, we need to be looking and providing ourselves with these little just quick assessments to make sure that we're safe. And, and so- we can also talk about these things to clients before they ever see anything when yeah. we talk about our preventative care like your sunscreen and your sun protection and you can talk about the reasonings for that and exactly like hey this can cause this this is what you need to look out for so you can even prepare people that you don't even see something alarming yet 100% because the goal is to prevent not mm-hmm. to um I forget what it is but it's not to prevent it's to prevent not to um Heal I always, or treat or something like that. Yeah, I always say in skincare, like it's e- it's easier to prevent than correct. That's what um, I was. But I don't for. know yes. like the proper term you would do for a medical issue. But it would be no. But it's to that. true. It's it's the same thing. It's easier to it's prevent to to make sure to even catch it early on. Mm-hmm. It's know? easier to prevent than to cure. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. Thank you. And it's so true. So, um, that's what. That's what today is. I want to teach you guys your ABCs in regards to um, skin cancer and educating your clients and educating yourself. Is there anything else you feel like you want to add in? I think that our main goal is not to make you look pretty as estheticians, but to make you healthy. Exactly. And that it comes from your skin and inside. So I think a lot of people look at estheticians and be like, oh, it's just about beauty. It's just about looking good. But it's definitely much more than that. Yeah, our skin's our largest organ. And it's going to tell us when things are messing up. I just went out with some friends last night. I told Faith, I took a couple sips of a drink. And now I have a breakout on my cheek. And I know that's why. And it's good to be in tune with your body. It's so important. We can't always prevent things as well, like when it comes to like breakouts and stuff. Like sometimes things just happen like that. It's life. That is the environment we live in. But it's just about being diligent. Exactly. Not like haywire. No, for sure. And like if I was so serious about maybe not wanting breakouts from something, then then at that point I'm presented with a choice. Deal with a breakout if I drink or stop drinking. Yep. You know, and you have that opportunity as a client or as anyone, as any human being on this earth to look at your life and say, okay, this is the effect I'm getting from this decision, this action, this habit. Do I not mind the effect because I like to keep doing this? Or do I want to cut this out completely because I don't want this effect? And that's a choice that you have um, as be, as yourself. And that's your own personal responsibility. So and nobody judges you for it. Exactly. But if you have a concern and you want to fix something, then you do have to look at those choices that are affecting it. Exactly. You weigh your options. Hard look in the mirror and say, <laughs> "Like, damn, okay." <laughs> and put that sunscreen on. Reapply exactly. it. I think that we need to get the message out to not only put that sunscreen on in the morning and leave it in your bathroom, but put that sunscreen on and take it with you through the end of the day. Oh yeah. One thing that has helped me reapply for sure is skin better sun better um compact i love it that's what saved me at the beach it was so easy just i mean you have like dirty hands you don't want to rub your face with you know sunscreen sometimes so if you guys feel like that go ahead and get yourself a skin better compact i love them they're 85 bucks me and faith i think both love them um it's so great i also love a powder if you can find a good powder that you like yeah, I think IS Clinical maybe has a good powder. Yeah, that's the fit. that's the one that stays in my car. But um, Color Science also has a good one. Um, 
and I, I know there's some sprays out there. I haven't found one that I absolutely love, but I know there are some good sunscreen sprays. I need to find a good one because that eliminates contact as well to your face. Too. Sure. Obviously, like the compact, that is an antibacterial sponge. It's not going to hold any um, yeah. bacteria to make you break out more. Um, but I know some people, some people are just weird about what kind of textures they like as well. No, for sure. I just hate. I feel like I've never found you. Can, I've never found a chemical, a physical spray. That's for true. Me, They're personally always chemical. don't like chemical sunscreen. Yeah. I but, do not like chemical sunscreen. I, I definitely am not going to reach for it. I think that you don't get as much protection anyway from it. Um, it's been proven. But I mean, we, yeah, it definitely doesn't give you much protection. Also, it doesn't have the benefits that a mineral sunscreen may have to those that have acne and have other issues that like the zinc oxide can help with inflammation exactly. and help with other issues and then you also have tinted like skin better has um that gives you even more protection when you have a tinted sunscreen so exactly and we're, we're take all the protection to do that so we'll talk about the differences too a between chemical sunscreen. and physical and a whole sunscreen episode we have coming for you guys so if you have more questions about that feel free to just wait around ask some questions and we'll have some answers prepared for you when we drop that episode and we'll see you next week. Yep, we'll see you next week. Make sure to share this with your friends and your family. Help protect somebody. Share it with your other SD besties. Give us a five-star review. And we'll see you guys next week for another awesome episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Skin Talk Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Skin Talk Podcast.